Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, February 16th, and we start with local news. In a four-to-one vote, the Murray County Admin Committee voted last week to move a proposed 500-acre development onto the Budget Committee for further discussion. The South Nashville Commerce Center development would occupy 500 acres on the eastern side of I-65 and would feature industrial, warehouse, hospitality, and retail space. The proposal includes 5.7 million square feet to be built over time, which would utilize would be utilized through Jim Warren to Port Royal Road and back to Saturn Parkway. Phil Pastan, president of developer The Richmond Company, said the journey began three years ago when the property was purchased by the entity GV Spring Hill LLC. This project will create thousands of jobs for multiple uses of the property, Pastan said. Over the last 24 months, we've received approvals from the planning staff at Spring Hill, the Board of Mayor and Aldermen, the Industrial Development Board from Spring Hill for the proposal, he said, which would segment an area to allow for a tax increment financing, or TIF. This would give us the opportunity to develop this by bringing utilities to these development sites, Pastan said, adding that the lack of roads and bridges over I-65 are not currently suited for the proposal. We have plans that we've been working on to build a new bridge, keeping the access over I-65 current and creating a new road with the right utilities in it, he said. Pastan said the proposed project would add 4,500 direct and indirect jobs with average wages greater than $57,000 and $260 million in annual wages. Just over $21 million would be geared to schools over the next 20 years. There will be $89 million in new tax revenue with the TIF. You have $14 million in debt service, and then there's that 60-40 split with just under $21 million going to the schools for their budget, he said. The ballots would be used for the infrastructure, water, sewer, electric, and roads. County Commission Chairman Eric Praviti questioned the estimate of wages. I want to know who the company is, who the clients are, and where you are getting this estimate of $57,000 in wages, because these look like warehouse jobs to me, he said. I think it's misleading when you sit here and say there's no residential impact. There is going to be residential impact because in Murray County, we only have 3% unemployment, so there's not many people looking for jobs right now. In other words, it's going to be people coming in, he said. District 8 Commissioner Ray Jeter voiced his concern over losing more farmland. Murray County is losing more and more farmland, and it is a concern, he said. I think the piece of this that we don't ever consider is that it's the farmers that are selling this land to the developers. In order to move forward with the development, the TIF must be approved by the county commission. Pastan said the goal is to receive approval by the end of the month before starting construction in late spring. Improvements to the bridge on I-65 and Rutherford Creek would soon be followed. Growth pays for growth, and in this particular situation, we're sort of in the perfect situation to provide that, Pastan said. Murray County's long-awaited new judicial center, which is on track to open in October, will receive two courthouse benches in an effort to preserve history from the old courthouse. The building committee, which met last week, approved the item unanimously following comments from County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti. 
There was a lot of concern about preserving history and memories from the old courthouse, Pravitti said, adding that the benches will be refinished and possibly named after previous judges. Pravitti said discussions will also be held in the next 60 days over naming the new meeting rooms. If a decision is made to name those rooms, it does need to be done soon just because we're getting those plaques one time if they're bought, he said. The benches, which would be brought out of the circuit courtroom, would be used for the concourse for the clerk as a historic marker while bringing in a savings of approximately $4,000. Prevetti said he would like to see the first floor of the old courthouse turned into a county museum, which would display artifacts of Murray County history. In an effort to free up room on the square, the second floor would become the county commission's meeting room. The rest of the second floor would become the mayor's office, plus meeting rooms and ADA-compliant bathrooms, he said. The third floor would become offices for the circuit court clerk staff. The idea will now be passed on to the full commission to be voted on. The process of design and funding will begin upon approval. The commission is scheduled to meet next on February 20th. The Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Aldermen unanimously rejected the proposed Williamson County growth plan last week. City Administrator Pam Kasky, Alderman Trent Linville, and Vice Mayor William Pomeroy each said they believed the plan recommended by the Williamson County Growth Plan Coordinating Committee failed to follow state law. They cited the lack of expanded urban growth boundaries for the city of Spring Hill. We quoted the TCA standards on the urban growth boundaries as not having been followed as far as utilities, growth, road planning, etc., Kasky explained. The legislature requires us to suggest an alternative. We went back with a map that said we want the northwest segment negotiated with the residents of the northwest and the city. It's a very small section of properties that we wanted the entirety of the east of 65 west of the Lewisburg Pike from the southern boundary of our city limits now to the Murray County line. That has been our stance from the beginning, she said. Kasky said the city's alternative also included the addition of a parcel on the east side of Lewisburg Pike, where the owner of the property had specifically requested to be in the UGB. Linville said he didn't think the plan complies with state law and would be voting to reject it. Pomeroy wanted the public to understand how other cities' requests to the coordinating committee had been handled. All the other municipalities in Williamson County, with the exception of a small portion of Thompson Station, Fairview, Nolansville, Brentwood, Franklin, they got most of their UGB requested from the Growth Planning Committee, Pomeroy said. I understand there is heartburn for residents east of I-65 from here. I get that, but we have a duty for the city of Spring Hill to protect our investments and ensure the coordinating committee follow the law, he said. The entire board voted against the proposed plan. Parks and Recreation Director Al Ray presented an update on a $750,000 grant the county has received from the state for improvements to Kalioka Community Park during the February meeting of Murray County's Health and Environment Committee. Murray County acquired 16 acres on Mooresville Pike for a planned park in 2021. The undeveloped land bordered a, bordering a stream sits just west of the community center, community center near the Kalioka Post Office and Kalioka Unit School. Included in the planned improvements via the local Parks and Recreation Fund are utilities, parking, signage, lighting, paving, a public shelter, playground, restroom, and a walking trail with three picnic pads and tables. With a local match and consultant fees, the project is expected to cost just over $1.26 million, and the county has three years to complete the project. 
A budget amendment related to the grant was sent on to the Budget Committee and should come before the full commission later this month. Ray also said his department was working to update its master plan, which was last done in 2019. Public input meetings will be part of the process, and those meetings will be announced at a later date. Steve Thomas, executive director of Murray County Senior Citizens Incorporated, presented a request that the county fund the My Ride Murray program for the remainder of the 2023-2024 fiscal year and fully fund the program for fiscal year 2024-2025. The total cost for the remainder of the current fiscal year was estimated at $17,372. This program ceased operations in July of 2023 because of the lack of funding after the grant ran out, Thomas said. Mayor Butt called me and said, let's talk about this. She asked Doug Luconin and I tasked us with creating a proposal, he said. The My Ride Murray program offered rides to seniors 60 and over who paid a $25 annual fee with a cost of $4 per trip. Rides required three-day notice and were offered Monday through Friday. Volunteers used their own personal vehicles and were paid mileage. From July 2022 through June of 2023, MyRide Murray served 42 total clients with a waiting list of over 60 and made 1,986 total trips covering 26,312 total miles. Most trips were to the doctor's offices or other health care providers. The request was advanced to the Budget Committee for further consideration. If moved on to the full commission, it would come for a vote in March. A brief update on Murray County's beleaguered animal shelter was also presented by the interim director. Michaela Vandiver has been serving as interim director since Caitlin Stewart was relieved of her position in late January. The county is currently taking applications for a full-time director. At the committee's January meeting, allegations of abuse and negligence at the Murray County Animal Shelter were presented by a former volunteer. County Mayor Sheila Butts said at the time she felt the shelter staff was working to improve conditions and needed time to make those improvements. Mayor Butt did not comment during the meeting on her decision to remove the director. Of 62 total calls in January, Vandiver's report indicated that 32 were in unincorporated areas of Murray County and 23 were in Columbia. Vandiver said the animal shelter had received a $2,000 grant from Best Friends, that would be used to pay for drugs and medical supplies for animals in the shelter. Vandiver also said the shelter could be eligible for up to $20,000 in grant funding next year. The monthly meeting of the Murray County Republican Party will take place on Thursday, February 22nd at 6 p.m. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. at the Memorial Building located at 308 West 7th Street in Columbia. Executive committee meeting will take place prior to the membership meeting. All current members are welcome to attend. Republican women of Murray County will meet Tuesday, February 20th at 11 a.m. at Catfish Campus located at 2509 Keith Drive in Columbia. Denise Daniels from the Moodsters Children's Foundation will be the featured speaker. Hosted by the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation and presented by First Farmers and Merchants Bank, the annual Mule K 5K and One Mile Trot will take place Saturday, April 6th at Riverside Park in Columbia. Proceeds from the 2024 Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot provide funding for Murray Regional Health's Mobile Medical Unit, which delivers health care services to at-risk and underserved individuals throughout southern Middle Tennessee by providing basic health screenings, education, and resources. 
A portion of the proceeds from the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot will also support the Foundation's Wellness and Aquatic Center Healthy Living Endowment and the Columbia Parks and Recreation Department. In addition, the Murray County School, with the most participation in the event, will receive a donation to their physical education program from the Foundation. The Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot is a great tradition for both Murray County and the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation that helps support our mission of providing important healthcare services for individuals who may not otherwise be able to obtain care, Foundation Executive Director Joe Kilgore said. We are excited to host the Mule Kick 5K and look forward to an exciting race, he said. On Saturday, April 6th, the race will begin at Riverwalk Park in Columbia with an 8 a.m. start time for the 5K and a 9.15 start time for the one-mile trot. Both runners and walkers are encouraged to participate. Participants may register for the race online by visiting www.runsignup.com forward slash MuleKick5K. First Farmers is pleased to continue our ongoing partnership with the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation for this year's Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot. We are proud to support the vital work of the foundation, which exemplifies our dedication to fostering well-being in our region, said Brian K. Williams, chairman and CEO of First Farmers. In addition to presenting sponsor First Farmers and Merchants Bank, sponsorships ranging from $350 to $2,500 are still available for those who are interested in marketing exposure at this event. For additional information, contact the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation at 931-381-1111, extension 1012. To learn more about the Murray Regional Healthcare Foundation, the Mule Kick 5K and One Mile Trot, or to make a direct gift to support the Mobile Medical Unit Fund, visit murrayregional.com forward slash foundation. Reserve your seat now at Duck River Electric's free home energy workshop. The home energy workshop will be held in Murray County on Tuesday, March 12th at 6 p.m. at the Duck River office located at 798 New Lewisburg Highway in Columbia. Duck River Electric's Residential Energy Advisor shares advice for improving the energy efficiency of your home, and you'll learn about the programs, services, and rebates available to assist with energy efficiency improvements. The workshop includes a light supper, plus each participating household will receive a free energy-saving starter kit. Due to limited space, reserve your seat today. Call Duck River Electric at 931-680-5880 or sign up online at www.dremc.com forward slash workshop. Experience Tennessee is excited to launch the Experience Tennessee Community Tourism Project in Spring Hill with a free business-wide tourism workshop at 10 a.m. on February 21st at the Holiday Inn Express Spring Hill, located at 3003 Longford Drive in Spring Hill. This is a comprehensive tourism development partnership between the Spring Hill Chamber and South Central Tennessee Tourism Association. The program is open to all Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce members and those who are interested in being members of the organization. We value our partnership with South Central Tennessee Tourism Association, and we are enthusiastic about this opportunity to come together, collaborate, and share resources for the benefit of our business community, said Rebecca Melton, Executive Director of the Spring Hill Chamber. We encourage all Spring Hill tourism-ready businesses to participate in this informative workshop, she said. The Experience Tennessee Community Tourism Project will be facilitated by the South Central Tennessee Tourism Association at no cost. 
The initiative is designed to help businesses in the attractions, eat and drink, lodging and shopping sectors become more tourism ready by tapping into resources available to them at the local, regional and state levels. The programming includes workshops designed to focus on tourism and travel trends and marketing strategies targeting the travel demographic. Lori Grimes, Director of Business Strategy for South Central Tennessee Tourism, will facilitate the program in Spring Hill. The South Central Tennessee Tourism Association is dedicated to assisting local businesses absorb the full impact of visitor spending, which generates more than $24 billion for Tennessee's economy, Grimes said. By leveraging our toolkit and educational workshops, businesses will be better equipped to make the most of tourism Tennessee's second largest industry, she said. For details, visit www.business.springhillchamber.com forward slash events. Pre-registration is not required. The Tennessee Highway Patrol will be conducting sobriety roadside safety checkpoints during the week of February 16th on State Highway 7.1 miles south of Knob Creek in Murray County starting at 10 p.m. Impaired driving is a serious crime that kills more than 16,000 people and injures 305,000 people every year in the United States. Troopers will evaluate drivers for signs of alcohol or drug impairment. Troopers will target those who operate a vehicle while impaired and take corrective actions for other violations observed while ensuring the protection of all motorists. The Tennessee Highway Patrol recognizes that sobriety checkpoints are highly visible and effective tools in the battle against impaired driving. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will see cloudy skies with periods of rain later in the day today. Thunderstorms are possible. The high will be 64 degrees with winds out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. There is a 100% chance of rain. Tonight, we can expect cloudy skies with occasional rain. The low will be 27 degrees with winds shifting out of the north at 10 to 15 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 90%. For your weekend forecast, we will have partly cloudy skies and cooler weather on Saturday. The high will be 40 degrees, which will drop 20 degrees overnight to a low of 20. Sunday will be mostly sunny with a high of 52 degrees. Sunday night will get back well into freezing with a low of 23 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
This is Debbie Matthews with the Nashville Realty Group. And if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough. But rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling, the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy-downs. And I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Bank with First Farmers and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee.
Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. U.S. Representative Mark Green will not run for re-election this year. Green announced his plans on Wednesday to step away from Congress when his term ends in less than a year, though the congressman suggested in a statement that he wouldn't leave the political realm altogether. Green said, It is time for me to return home after the House voted to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Green is currently chair of the House Homeland Security Committee. In the last few months, in reading the writings of our framers, I was reminded of their intent for representatives to be citizen legislators, to serve for a season and then return home, Green said. Our country and our Congress is broken beyond most means of repair. I have come to realize our fight is not here within Washington. Our fight is with Washington. As I have done my entire life, I will continue serving this country, but in a new capacity, he said. Green is a physician and retired U.S. Army major elected to the U.S. House of Representatives in 2018 to serve Tennessee's 7th Congressional District, and he quickly rose into a leadership position during his three terms in the District of Columbia. He previously served in the Tennessee General Assembly, where his rise as a Tea Party-aligned Republican drew the eye of President Donald Trump. Trump tapped him to serve as Secretary of the Army in 2017, but Green ultimately withdrew his candidacy amid a backlash to his nomination. Green won re-election in 2022 in, newly, in the newly drawn 5th Congressional District, which represents downtown Nashville, North Nashville, and Northwest Davidson County, as well as parts of West Williamson County and more rural counties to the north and west. Montgomery County remains in his district. Former Nashville Mayor Megan Berry, a Democrat, announced in December she would seek the Democratic nomination in the 7th, 7th Congressional District and challenge Green for the seat. Green's announcement leaves the Republican primary in the 7th wide open. Green had never faced primary a challenger for the seat. Green's name is among those being floated as a possible 2026 Republican gubernatorial candidate. The Music City Grand Prix is moving to the Nashville Speedway after three years of running in downtown Nashville. Race officials said the move was due to construction of the new Titans Stadium. Much of the track, stands, and team facilities for previous races have been located on the parking lots around Nissan Stadium, where construction of the future stadium will take place. Officials did not say when the race would return to Nashville, but credited the Titans and Metro for supporting the effort. The Nashville Super Speedway in Wilson County previously hosted IndyCar races from 2001 to 2008. The September 15 race will be the circuit's season finale, and the track will be the first oval in a decade to decide the series championship, according to a release. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Looking for a physician? Choosing a healthcare provider for your family is one of the most important decisions you will make. Murray Regional Medical Group delivers primary care for individuals of all ages from newborns to adults and has an array of specialists ranging from endocrinologists to urologists. With locations in Murray, Lewis, Marshall, and Wayne counties, our experienced team can provide you with quality care close to home. For more information, visit murrayregionalmedicalgroup.com. Murray Regional Medical Group, your health is our primary care. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercarry.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Experience local Tennessee wine country this weekend by loading up on a bus and taking a ride down the Natchez Trace Wine Trail. The VIP tour kicks off at 11 a.m. on Sunday at Grinder Switch Winery in Columbia, located at 510 North Garden Street, with the bus returning at 5 p.m. Guests will start with Grinder Switch wine tastings before heading out to Hampshire with stops along the way at all the Napa, Napa Hollow wineries. These include wine tasting at Amber Falls Winery and Cellars, Natchez Hills Winery, as well as Keg Springs Winery. Snacks and drinks will be provided on the bus, as well as a personal mini charcuterie box for each guest. A boxed lunch will also be optional. Guests will also receive a special Natchez Trace Wine Trail wine glass at the end of the tour. Tickets are $129 per person and available at www.explortalk.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.